Hi everyone, it's Karen Chong, and I'm here with my co-host, Dennis Kelly. Welcome to another episode of Mastering Your World Through Frequencies, where every week we explore how frequencies shape our world and begin to release the patterns that keep us stuck so we can realize our greatest potential. Today we're going to be addressing intuition. Now, whether you feel like you're very intuitive and have been led by your intuition your entire life, whether you feel like you have no intuition whatsoever, or whether you fall somewhere in the middle of that spectrum, today we're going to be discussing how intuition can be one of our most powerful tools, what influences it, and how we can strengthen it. Then we'll wrap it up with a group frequency calibration, which is a turbocharged meditation to begin to help you clear the distortion patterns and gather momentum to propel you forward. So let's jump right in. Dennis? Intuition. So the first question I've got, Karen, does everybody have the gift of intuition? Yes. So you you say yes. yes. So I say yes, and I, I would say... I've got the yeah, feeling, though, you yeah. know, I'm not surprised by yes, yeah. but um, one of the things you talked about is how do I develop it? Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I suppose we've all had that experience where I've thought of somebody and the phone rang, mm-hmm. and then, oh, you know, mm-hmm. or I think I'm going to get a piece of information and it's on a billboard, mm-hmm. or it's on the car in front of me. Mm -hmm. So that intuition, like something's going to happen, something's Mm -hmm. going to... So, but when you say you can actually develop your intuition, I'm I'm curious about that. Sure. So first I'll I'll talk about intuition and whether people have it, because a lot of people do have it and they're not aware of it. So I'm going to get to your question, but I think it's important to, to first address people who who don't feel they have intuition, Mm because we really all do. And what's happened is that in our culture, we're not, it's not really fostered that much, right? Especially because it seems a little weird. We talk about it as our gut instinct. That's how we talk about intuition is we'll say our gut instinct and that somehow seems more legitimate or whatnot. And actually some of the most successful people will talk about their gut instinct and there's no real rationale for why they're choosing to take something when it's against what seems to be reasonably or logically the best step. They just go some other way because they have this feeling that they're following. So a lot of what's happened in our culture has been a dissociation from our intuition because of the prize that we put on our minds and thinking and facts and uh, logic, which of course is important, but there's such a heavy um, focus on this that we sort of discount these feelings that we have, that these intuitive hits. A lot of times also, it's not really fostered. And in fact, it's often discouraged because if you have everyone who's empowered following their intuition, it makes us very difficult to control because we're not in line. We're just following our gut instincts. And it's very difficult to control people when they're doing that. So from different control sources, we're discouraged you know, from culture or even from our religions. We're discouraged from listening to that inner voice that tells us, sometimes it's not a voice, we call it the inner voice, but sometimes it's just a feeling. I need to turn right here. You always go a certain way and all of a sudden I find myself turning this way. I don't know why. And it leads you because you're five minutes late yeah. to meet somebody that you wouldn't have if you had just followed your normal path, for example. 
So what I would say is that our intuition is not fostered or strengthened or really encouraged in our culture. That said, you can strengthen it. Coming back to your question, yeah. which is, can you strengthen it? So the answer is yes, absolutely, you can strengthen it. And part of it is to follow it, even though sometimes you're not sure why you're doing something. So oftentimes it's not like, at least for me, it's not like I get a billboard with the end result and I know everything that's going to happen and then I get there. I just feel like I have to go this way or I find myself talking to this person who I would not normally talk to or for some reason I just know that I have to do something and follow that. So one of it is to be quiet enough within yourself to follow that voice, which means in part not distracting yourself. So not constantly bombarding oneself with your phone, your media, your television, all this external distraction, busy, 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 busy. When we're really, 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 really busy all the time, there's no stillness to hear that, oh, maybe I should do this instead. So one thing is to still. The second thing is to notice when that happens and then to follow it. So those are the ways that we can strengthen it. And even, and then notice if you didn't follow it, like, dang it, I should have done whatever, or I knew that this would happen and that I did it. And I, you know, I knew this would happen if I did this, but I chose not to. Oh, if I just followed that, I know yeah. that yeah. it would turn out that way. Yeah. Kind of just notice when you're and don't beat yourself up about it, but just notice, oh, that would have been a different outcome if I'd followed myself in mm. that. It's you know, one of you talk about noticing, yeah. and uh, one thing that I've noticed lately, you know, as we move forward, is that if I'm visiting with someone mm -hmm. and a topic comes up, or mm -hmm. if they start to talk about a certain um, experience, or whatever, I'll get chills, mm. or I'll yep. get I'll get goosebumps. Goosebumps. It's mm -hmm. like, you know, that's real. Mm -hmm. Go with it. Mm -hmm. Follow it. Mm -hmm. And so to do that for myself also, you know, mm -hmm. when I get that sense that, boy, this is pretty powerful. Mm -hmm. I better, you know, mm -hmm. maybe it's okay to step step into it and mm -hmm. just see what happens. Yeah, so, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, I love that. Uh, my husband Chris also gets that. He gets yeah. goosebumps, yeah. so he knows. That's a bodily sensation. Um, for me, at the beginning, it would almost be like a, um, uh, almost a tension in my body of where I'd want to move forward towards something. And if I didn't move towards, so it towards it, it would feel like it get stronger in me. So meaning move forward, meaning to speak when I wouldn't normally say something or move in a certain interaction when I might have just stepped back and been polite or been yeah. more quiet. I'm, I felt compelled to move forward because of this pressure in my body. Let's call it pressure, but like this tension in my body. So that was at the beginning how I would follow my intuition because it was a bodily sensation. So bodily sensations can be really helpful too. As indicators, yeah. You know, the other thing I, I've noticed as I as you kind of practice, it's a practice. Yeah, it's totally just, a practice. Just like anything else. Yeah. And uh, the other thing was the fact that um, at the beginning is when you start to kind of have these clues or mm -hmm. intuitions or whatever, mm -hmm. and it seems kind of powerful. It's like, and you get kind of excited. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, I think I'll, I think I'll give it a shot. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, right behind it is this little voice yeah, of fear mm -hmm. or doubt mm -hmm. or are you sure? Mm -hmm. 
And so, and then to notice that mm -hmm. and allow that to be whatever it is. Yeah. And then go ahead and do it. But anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And yeah. it's almost like just noticing that there's a quick response right behind that excitement. Mm -hmm. And it's just at first, it's that fear that pops up. Yeah. How dare you? Or what do you well, think you're doing? Yeah. You're totally crazy. Yeah. Don't say anything right now. Yeah. So, the mind is doing so a lot of this is about honoring ourselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that first instinct, we'll call it instinct. Yeah. Okay. Intuition. Yeah. More people are more comfortable with gut instinct or whatever you want to call it. That knowingness. And I'm really glad you brought up the, the mind that comes in right after. I'm like, that seems crazy. Why do I want to bring this random thing that I totally don't need on this trip? And then you get five days in the trip and you're like, oh, I wish I'd brought that random thing that I didn't think I needed whatsoever. Yeah. And um, it is important to notice both, as you said, because the mind part, the mind that says, why do I need this? I don't need this. It doesn't make any sense, whatever. That mind part is very influenced by the distortion patterns. That chatter, uh -huh. that like, why do you need this? This doesn't make sense. The mind chatter actually is very influenced by distortion patterns and lineage patterns that we talked about in a previous segment. So it's to notice both, as you said, both are very important because you're noticing the clarity of what you're receiving from higher self, from spirit, and then the mind chatter, which is very much a reflection of the distortion patterns that are around us. So. And it, it gets to the place where it becomes fun and yeah. the intuition and just, you know, just kind of, okay, I'm going to open up. Yeah. And something that you said earlier is uh, a good resource is the silence. Yes. You know, I mean, if, if we just pause for just a minute, mm -hmm. boy, there's just so much, mm -hmm. you know, you can call it downloads, you can call it whatever it is, yeah. but there's so much you know, that we're capable of connecting with. Yeah. And, you know, following our intuition, it's just a muscle. It's like any muscle. And for most of us, that muscle is quite atrophied. We don't mm. have the trust in ourself. We so... It's the thing I see a lot in, in the people I work with, where there's this self-doubt or lack of self-trust. Like, oh, I don't... Like, we want someone to tell us that that is okay or that's good or that's you know, appropriate or whatnot. And it's the, in the following of that, despite all of that, that is the empowering part. It's yeah. really liberating because, and then it happens more and more and more yeah. because you think, oh, well, look, and it, then it becomes this game because you're thinking, well, I don't know where this is going, but who knows? It could be spectacular or maybe I'll learn, maybe if it isn't spectacular, I'll learn something anyway that will allow me to transcend something that I wouldn't have had the opportunity to otherwise. So whether it shows up as something that looks like like fun and a benefit and whatever, or looks like a challenge, both present opportunities. It's just about how we perceive them and how we uh, choose to take in that learning. Yeah. And, and just to tie it back, you know, the other day we did that session on lineage. Mm -hmm. And you talked about, you know, the gift of helping people release those anxieties or fears that have been passed through. Mm -hmm. And my own personal experience is that in doing that, mm -hmm. the intuition just... Yes. I mean, it's yeah. like, yeah. because you've lost so many fears or... Yeah. 
you know. And I'm going to reframe it. It's not really the for you. It's for, okay. sorry, doubt you, Dennis. But it, for you, it looks as fear. But for other people, it's just different distortion, right? Yeah. So it could be. It does show up a lot as fear for many people. But it's just these filters of how we perceive the world that are being removed. These these layers of this duct tape that I always mm-hmm. reference. And when that when that happens, the we get more clarity because we're returning to our natural state of without these distortion patterns. So there's not as much guck between us and higher self, pure source. So it all becomes clear. And ultimately what happens is that as we become more and more clear and more and more present, we enter this thing called the zero point, which we'll talk about at a later date, where we inhabit this space of presence where we have access to basically everything because we were just so present. You know, I think I know exactly what you're talking about. And I, I think the other thing, we were talking about integration yeah. after you've removed a distortion. Yeah. And you're kind of dealing with that void. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you start to integrate that sense that, wow, this sense of peace. Yeah. And then that intuition starts, you know, it starts to strengthen. Yeah. And what I've found is my confidence grows. Yes. Because I'm not, you know, hampered by all that yeah. distortion. Yeah. So, you know, my decision-making becomes better yes. and, and more powerful. And, more, and faster. And more confident, yeah. Faster. And I don't have to counsel with others. You know, exactly. Oh, do you think this is the right thing for me? Or, exactly. Do you think I should go over there? Yeah. Do you think I should call this person? Yeah. It's just like, you do know. just do it. Exactly, because what's happening is that you're not no longer searching externally to yourself for validation. Because what's happening is that as we clear these distortions, we get the sense of being complete and full in of ourselves and mm-hmm. there and our connection to pure source. And therefore, there is no external source that we need to rely on. Because we are so complete, we don't need that. Yeah. It's it's really about ourselves, our connection to higher self, pure source. And once we have that, it's clear and it becomes more and more clear as we release these distortion patterns and we have more ease if there's more speed there's more efficiency there's more and there's more curiosity of what is possible i don't know let's see let's find out and it really almost doesn't matter what it is because it's going to be pretty epic no matter what it is it's just about how you choose to adapt and become more fluid around what happens around you and you realize oh this is actually a lesson for me whatever it is so, you know, as as a client of yours, I used to live in this very structured world, mm. and now it's starting to open up, mm. and now the freedom, mm-hmm. the freedom comes in. And at first, that's a little almost disturbing. It's yeah. like, oh, you know? Yeah. And so, wow, that's, that's, yeah, that's wild. Yeah. And the more we can follow our intuition, the more it's really an expression of our own self, like... We call it self-empowerment, but it's really liberation because it's really our natural state. We're just remembering. We're just remembering that there is nothing external to us that we need. It's all here. Yeah, it's really wonderful. Super. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Karen, could you help me? I hear so often when I look at uh, your video or your website, GFC. Exactly what is that? A GFC is a group frequency calibration, which looks a lot like a guided meditation on a particular topic. And what I'm doing is I'm helping you to remove the distortion patterns of that particular topic. And because you're coming together as a mastermind in a group to connect to pure source 
even more and to clear the distortion patterns of this particular topic, what happens is a tremendous amount of momentum starts to happen because of the energetic of the entire group. And each individual is able to move faster and ascend higher than they could have on their own. Because I'm working on the frequency level, these GFCs are not like regular meditations, and many people find they go into varying degrees of altered state. So please do not drive while listening to this GFC. Welcome everyone to the group frequency calibration on breaking open your intuition. So for those of you that are new, Please note that I'll be working on you at the group, the subgroup, and the individual level. And we'll begin by taking three breaths together into the heart space. So taking a deep breath in, holding it for a second or two, before releasing all the air out of your lungs, and holding out your exhaled breath for at least two seconds. Good. Taking another breath in, holding your breath for at least two seconds longer than you did your previous breath, before exhaling all the air out of your lungs at your own time. You certainly don't have to follow my voice. Holding out your exhaled breath for two seconds longer than you did your previous breath. And whenever you get there on your own time, on your third breath, you will please inhale as much as you possibly can. Hold your inhaled breath for as long as you possibly can. And when you feel like you cannot hold your breath any longer, you will hold your inhaled breath for one second longer. And when you exhale all the air out of your lungs, you will hold out your voided breath your exhaled breath for as long as you possibly can. And when you feel like you can't hold it out any longer, you're going to hold it out for one second longer. Stretching what we think is possible, both in our physical bodies and on spirit level. And whenever you're complete with those three breaths, and there's certainly no rush, so on your own time, please begin to breathe normally or regularly between your belly button and the base of your sternum. The sternum is the big, thick bone in the middle of your chest where your ribs meet in front of your body. So the base of your sternum. So essentially your solar plexus in your belly button and the base of your sternum. For those of you who are new, please note that I will be making noises on my end. You may hear me snap or yawn, even though I'm not tired, or hum or exhale sharply. This is just currently how I remove the distortion patterns. So please use this sound on my end as an opportunity to strengthen your own focus on your end. There we go. 
So what I'm waiting for, and it just happened, is that the, for the mastermind to gel. So the mastermind is simply when two or more beings come together with a common intention. In this case, it is the highest and purest intention, which is to connect to pure source even more. Whether or not you knew that that was your intention, it is what you're doing here. And to transcend whatever distortions are associated with this topic. So because of that this because this is the highest and purest intention, you are meeting with the highest and purest forms of our, everyone's highest selves. And therefore, we have a tremendous amount of momentum on spirit level. Taking a deep breath in between your belly button and your base of your sternum. Now, for some of you, if you need to imagine a tube connecting these two spaces, please go ahead and imagine that. If you need to feel the space between those two, that's perfect. And if you are advanced enough to hold these two spaces separately in your focus, please go ahead and do that. Any way that works best for you is perfect. So the first distortion pattern that we are clearing is that of the fear of what is beyond the mind. Now, for depending on what subgroup you're in, some of you have a very, very rigid mind, and it's difficult for you to even conceive of what's beyond it, and it's scary for you. So there's that subgroup. For some of you, even though you're curious and you want your intuition to open, you're not really sure what's out there. So that's scary to you too, with, you know, for good reason. But, you know, there's a little bit of breaks going on with regards to that. And some of you, depending on what group you're in, are really just don't want to consider anything beyond the mind. Okay, there really isn't anything else. So it's, um, depending on what subgroup you're in, it's difficult for your intuition to open with these patterns running. Oh, the other subgroup, I'm sorry, is, um, and there are more than this too, but the other major subgroup is that you don't really believe anything that isn't your mind. That, that, that is the governing force. So just allow for this distortion pattern to release so that the possibility of intuition cracking open and getting stronger for you can be. For some of you, you desperately want to have a strong intuition, so um, sometimes you use your mind and you think it's intuition, but you're just thinking. So it's how to discern, right, between thinking and intuition. So if there's something I say that really resonates with you, then it's likely yours. And if there's something that I'm saying that you really resist and can't possibly be yours, it's likely yours. So please, um, I invite you to open to that possibility or consider it.
All right. So the next distortion pattern that we're going to release has to do with confusion. And again, I touched on this briefly. This is the difficulty in discerning between thinking and intuition, right? Because for some of you, you can't tell the difference. And for some of you, you mistake thinking for your intuition. It's not the same. So intuition is often something that's instant and complete. There's no reasonableness to it necessarily. Okay. So it's not linear. Often it doesn't necessarily make sense. You just know, or you get a niggling feeling that something is this way. So just opening this up for you so that you can start to discern what the difference is. Because sometimes our, our minds and what we want to happen gets in the way of our intuition. Because we want something to happen, we try to will it. And therefore, it clouds intuition because our mind um, asserts itself in terms of what it wants. And therefore, there's no room for other th information to come in because in the assertion of what the mind wants, it, 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 it sees it as a, that's all, the only thing that's possible. That's the only thing that would be good in that particular situation. But there's a whole plethora of things that you're not even aware of that could be even better. But because you've foreclosed those possibilities by deciding what you want. Intuition can come in strongly. All right. So what I'm doing is I'm opening up this possibility for you, this discernment. So you have less confusion and more clarity, more um, space for intuition to come in. So now, whilst we're here, why don't we do this? Please imagine, see, sense, or please imagine, or actually just ask yourself the question to yourself. How can I become even more aware of my connection only to pure source? And that question again is, how can I become even more aware of my connection only to pure source. And as you ask yourself this question, please imagine, see, sense, or feel deep inside your body, in the very center of your body, wherever that is for you, a brilliance that has always been there, that starts to grow and expand and brighten. As you ask yourself that question, and on my end, helping you to expand your natural bandwidth, giving you a bit of a boost, call it that, Good. 
please note that this brilliance is and always has been you. Please breathe into or imagine, see, sense, feel your lower ribs, but from the inside. So not the side facing the external world, but the inside of your ribs. Mm -hmm. So this is the distortion pattern coming from lineage. It's a little bit of religion intertwined in there, depending on who you are and what subgroup you're in. But this has to do with control by an external source of intuition. Right. So if you've been told you're not intuitive or that you make things up or that your imagination or it's really important that you use your mind and not like your feelings and all that sort of stuff, that's what that is. Okay. So we're just going to remove this. Uh, it's an external thought control form. So let's remove this because if you have this running you won't trust your intuition. And right behind this distortion pattern actually is the distortion of lack of trust in self, right? So they're intertwining very closely together in this particular case. So I'm going to work with you to remove both of these so you don't have as much self-doubt. You don't second guess yourself because I'm sure you can, if you think back, there are times when you thought to yourself, I knew I should have done that. I knew I should have said that and I didn't do it. Or I knew I should have reached out to that person. I didn't do it or whatnot, right? There are times when you knew to do something or not do something or say something or not say something and you didn't. And against your best gut feeling, let's call it that. And you sort of regretted it in the end. So that's, that's because of the mind second guessing. So if we remove the second guessing and these two distortion patterns cause that second guessing it becomes easier to follow your intu intuition or your gut feeling, whatever you want to call it. Most of the great leaders, whether they're heads of corporations or whatnot, what um, corporations or movements or nonprofits or whatever, right? Whatever great leaders there are in the world are many. There are many that aren't great, but the ones that are will often tell you that they didn't necessarily think every way, their way to the top. They did, they were intelligent, but they also follow their gut. So they're following their intuition, something greater than them. even when it seems to fly, and especially when it seems to fly in the face of convention. And then it takes courage to follow the intuition. All right, so. Good. So now, breathing from the belly button into the heart space, please. So imagine, see, sense, or feel your belly button to your heart space. All right, so this is the distortion pattern of lack of trust in your own knowingness. It's a nuance. 
let's release this. And so right behind this is the distortion pattern of fear or resistance or hesitation, depending on who you are, in acting on your knowingness. Okay? So there's one thing to know, and there's another thing to act on it. Yeah? So to follow through. Let's remove this distortion pattern so that you have more ease with following intuition. It's like a muscle. The more you do this, the faster and clearer you're going to become. This includes, for those of you who get the intuition often of a no, like, no, I don't want to follow this person. No, I don't want to do that thing. Uh, no, I don't want to comply with that. Uh, no, I don't want to give you my power. Whatever it is, the no, which in our culture is not encouraged because it's considered impolite or not nice or whatever, um, especially for women. So... So removing this distortion pattern, which has to do with overly com compliant, okay, complacency in terms of um, allowing an external convention to override our knowingness. All right. Breathe into your lower belly, please. <clears throat> Imagine, see, sense, or feel your lower belly. All right. So there's a gamut of intuition, right? There's instinct and intuition. And sometimes we distinguish them. To me, I'm talking about them as if they're, they're the same. So instinct would be that animal instinct of like, this is not good for me. Like I need to get out of here. So women, for example, who, um, who have uh, experienced rape will say that they knew even before 
that something was wrong, that they didn't want to go with this person or something wasn't right. Okay. Um, and so that's animal instinct. Like, no, this is not right. Something's wrong here. Okay. That fear. Um, all the way to intuition, which is that opening to the other realms where you're receiving information. So I'm talking about the entire spectrum of opening this up because in our culture, we're so mind focused, we shut down the entire gamut. Okay. So what I will, in this GFC, what we're doing is we're opening up that entire gamut again to bring you into calibration with both, right? Even though one may seem more primal than the other, they're both helpful. Okay. Both ends of that spectrum of intuition from instinct to let's call it intuition. All right. So we've dulled both. So if you could please breathe into your lower belly. wherever that is for you. So imagine, see, sense, feel, or find, or become very aware of your lower belly. Yeah. So what I'm doing is I'm enhancing your instinct, your native human instinct. The one that tells you, mm, I don't trust that person. I don't know why. They seem nice, but I don't trust them. Because once we open this, this can help with intuition too, because if both are functioning, it's like um, a machine that's functioning very seamlessly. So let's open up this for you even more. Sometimes people, sometimes people who have a highly developed intuition oddly don't have this base instinct because they're not grounded enough. So we're going to open both so you're balanced. Okay, you, you hear it in a body on this realm. So we need you to have both this realm mastery and openness to the other information. Okay, that's not what we call ordinary reality. This includes things like gravitating towards things that are good for you, okay? So gravitating away from things that are not good for you, like foods you'll find that aren't good for you, you'll start to notice you don't want to eat them so much, especially the more you do this kind of work. And you'll gravitate towards more things that are better for your body. And of course, what's better for your body, it depends on your body, right? There's nothing that's like, you know, globally good for everybody. So what's good for your body? So that's more to me on the instinctual level. Your body starts to become aware of itself and what's good for it. Good. All right. Please become aware of your heart space. Yes. Become very aware, feel, sense, or imagine the volume of space that is your heart. Now please become aware of that space within the infinite space all around it. 
Good. Now please move your awareness, your attention, or your focus, or imagine, sense, or feel the very, very center of your head. And please become aware of the space in the center of your head. Now please feel or become aware of the infinite space around the space in the center of your head. Yeah. Now please move your awareness. To behind your heart, the space behind your heart. Now please feel or imagine that space within the infinite space around it. Now please move your awareness to the back of your head and imagine, see, sense, feel, or become aware of the space at the back of your head and now feel the infiniteness of the space around it. Good. Now please become aware of the space between your body and the walls of the room that you're in. Yes. And imagine or feel the infinite space around this space. Before we end, just focus your attention for a moment 
into your pineal gland in the very center of your brain. It's a sphere in the center of your brain. space in the center of your head for as long as you'd like. And I look forward to whenever we meet next. If you're ready to clear even more of the frequency distortion patterns that are holding you back so you can accelerate towards where you want to be, please visit my website at sphericalluminosity.com.